We're not putting down YouTube or uh, Comedy School. There we are. There we are. Now we're live everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, people want to know, who are we? We are the Mighty Mighty Alliance. That was the uh, fight theme song of the, uh, my high school football team, uh, which I never played on. Uh, I started to go out for football, but then a, uh, an incredibly good uh, supply of hashish came into the area around that time of year. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions. My name is Tony Visick, and the name of the show is Living on a Thin Line with a Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time, if you will, uh, Pacific Standard Time right now. But when Daylight Savings Time ends, then we're Mountain Standard Time. So we are, uh, you know what we are in um, Arizona? We're, uh, we're half and halves. That's what we are. We're, we're a bunch of half and halves. Half Daylight Savings Time, half Pacific Standard Time, half Mountain Standard Time, bunch of half and halves. That's what we are. We're a bunch of halfers. You know about them. They're a bunch of halfers. Anyway, it's a great Sunday here in uh, uh, America where um, uh, people are upset as well as I am about now this falderal, this hoopla, this uh, 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 controversy around the United States Post Office. Um, you know, now people are so upset that the term uh, going postal has a whole new meaning. Do you ever think you'd live through this? Do you ever think you'd live through this? Like, you know, a pandemic and a, a president uh, who's doing what this president's doing and, and uh, then uh, real concerns about, about your actual election, the process. Did you ever think you'd go through it? You know? Did you in your wildest dreams at the beginning of the year think it was going to be like this? Let's be honest. Most of us, a lot of us, many of us, uh, quite a few of us have found a way to not only survive but somewhat thrive uh, during this incredibly difficult time. And that's a testament to you, people who just don't quit and just don't give up. It is a testament. It's testimony to you, okay? My hat's off to you. Uh, well over 150, well over 160, I think well over like 170,000 Americans have now left us. They're no longer with us. Um, I did hear the President of the United States uh, when questioned about that number uh, by uh, Jonathan Swan, I believe, from Axios. He goes, yeah, it is what it is, All right? It is what it is. That's what he said. So uh, I'm looking for something here, and obviously I can't find it. Um, it is what it is. Uh, and uh, I'm going to put a period right there. And also now say um, we've heard over this weekend that the President of the United States' younger brother, uh, Robert, which I didn't even, wasn't really aware he had a younger brother, uh, Trump has uh, passed away. So uh, I am going to refrain from any sort of uh, glib comments about the, uh, the passing of this man. I know nothing about him. He could have been a wonderful man, could have been a terrible man. I don't know. Okay, but I certainly won't say when be, being told of uh, Robert Trump's death, death, I won't say what the President of the United States said when he was confronted with the number of over 160,000 American dead. It is what it is, because that's not how we are. Okay, all right. Hello, Stefan Jarge. Hello, Charles Kaminsky. Hello, Garvey Biggers. Uh, we took uh, the day off yesterday. We didn't tell anyone we were going to take the day off. We didn't go, hey, we better make a big announcement that we're taking the day off. We didn't do any of that. We just kind of took the day off. Uh, we needed it. You know, we've been having a lot of fun, but fun takes energy. I'm looking for something here. You can't tell. Can you tell? Uh, I, okay, I got something here for you. Um, it takes a lot of energy. And uh, uh, after um, 
classes and shows and workshops and meetings and writing, uh, um, you know, uh, and, and having a great time and a wonderful birthday celebration. It was simply time to kind of take a break. So, you know what? It's not like this show has like a major format that uh, has to be followed. We've built a format. It's on three platforms, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com. Those of you who watch on a regular basis know this. YouTube, Comedy Schools, Facebook Live, my personal page, Tony Visick. Uh, and the show's built around three things. Questions and comments from you, the, uh, the RDI, uh that we attempt to answer on one of the uh, platforms. Uh, me showing you some knick-knack <coughs> memorabilia autograph thing that I have laying around the house here that uh, we try to weave a story around. And recommending two artists or two pieces of music based on our vast vinyl album collection. And I'll be frank with you. No, you know what? I'm going to remain Tony. I will remain Tony. So that's kind of the format of the show. Okay? Uh, but I didn't prepare any of that today. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay? Because uh, I manage a lot of things. I manage a lot of little ball. I'm a little ball guy. I have a micro business. I run a lot of little micro things. But um, you know what? You discover later on that those are important. The people that run the little micro things. Anyway, I'm important, you know, in my world and to the people around me. So, uh, Kevin Brown says, so there was no video at 7 yesterday. No, Kevin, there was no, no video. That's right. That is, that is an answer to... Kevin Brown asked on Facebook Live. So, there was no video at 7 yesterday. If we didn't do the show, there, there would be no video. Um, is this a trick question? Are you... Are you are you messing with me? Is that what's going on, Har? Uh, hello, Virgie Frank, my good friend from Illinois. Um, I have a time management problem in that I did some work in the morning, some writing work and some work on another project. They were brief. All right, I'm going to be honest with you. If I get up at 7, I don't get started till 10. If I get up at 9, I don't start till. It takes me about two hours from the time I get up in the morning until I feel human human. You know what I mean? I mean, I get up, takes me a while to get dressed, you know, all the stuff you do. I don't know what your morning's like. You know, I get up, kind of walking around the fog, change out of my night clothes, take off my little hat, uh, remove my ascot, <laughs> change into, you know, uh, I go, all right, what am I doing today? Do I need to put on my stay-at-home shorts or going out shorts? I'm from Missouri, so we call them shorts. Uh, then I head downstairs, I brush my teeth, take my medications, <laughs> head downstairs, followed by dogs that are jumping around like, oh my God, we're going to Disneyland. Every day, those dogs jump around on the bed, one in particular, while I'm getting ready, and then go running downstairs right in front of me like we're going to Disneyland. And then I got things I got to do down there, and then I have my coffee, and then we have breakfast. It takes about two hours. Two hours. Kim Brown says, no, not messing around. I had missed it. I was planning to watch it after this one today. Wow. All right, cool, cool. No, we, there is no video. There's no video of uh, yesterday. So anyway, I had a time mismanagement. I thought I could do all that and still get, uh, get a, a, a trip to the store in and be back here in time to prepare. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to share something with you. A little part of me. As I was running late, you know, not terribly late, but running late for my own thing, running late for my own thing, 
a little part of me went, you know what, you don't have to go on today either. You know what, you don't have to. No one's going to fire you. Who cares? And that is your weak side. Those things that you make important to you, that you then put on the back burner for other reasons. Those things that are important to you, that you don't honor, and you put on the back burner, that is your weak side. You have a strong side, you have a weak side. Most people are pretty good at doing what they have to do. I have to go to work, or I don't get paid. If I don't get paid, there is no money, and we can't buy food, and it'll be very hot or very cold in the house, and eventually we have no house. So they're good at what they have to do. I have to be there at 9 o'clock, or they, they uh, mark that down enough until you get suspended or get your pay docked. I have to do those things. I have to eat. I have to sleep. But when you get past those major survival have-tos into the things that really make life worth living, those things make life livable. They make it so you can live a life. They're the things that make it so you can live a life. Food, shelter. Then there's those things that make life worth living. And within that are those things that you set out to accomplish. And one of the things that I have set out to accomplish, especially during this time of, uh, of uh, uh, that we now live in uh, of the land I call Coronaville, okay, uh, near the land of Zoom, off next to the land of Zoom in Coronaville lives an incredible group of people. Since I had made a uh, dedication that I would do this show every day, knowing full well that I would have the right to take an occasional day off, knowing full well I may become ill, ill with something besides coronavirus, or with coronavirus, I don't know. Chris Como kept doing his show on CNN while he was sick with the coronavirus. Now, granted, he's being paid a lot of money for it. But they probably would have given him the sick days. But he kept doing the show anyway. I made a promise to myself and to those of you who regularly watch that I'd be on every day, knowing full well that I would take a day off on occasion. I think I've taken off two since the end of March when we started this show. But if I would have taken off today, if I'd have given myself that, and and we've done shorter shows, hey, we're only going to be on for 15 minutes today, hey, we're going to be on for 20, 20 minutes, hey, you know, we've done little things like that. We've done them only on Facebook. We've done them one time in an emergency. Not like an emergency, but like an emergency in the car. Uh, we've just done them where Shirley's held the phone and I've talked. We didn't do last Sunday because I was doing a live show. But if I would have allowed myself to not do the show today, knowing, even though I knew I wasn't prepared and I didn't really have anything to say of great importance or even frivolity, because I try to concentrate on frivolity here, that that could become the little thread that, for me, makes me stop doing the show. Because when I'm moody, when I'm pissed off, when I'm harassed, when I'm stressed, I would begin to use those as excuses. So why do I say all of this? I say all of this to remind me that once you say you're going to do something, stick to it. Be one of the people they know that guy sticks to his guns. He keeps his word. He tries to do the right thing, even if he doesn't do it. One of my favorite quotes about us Americans was by Winston Churchill. And he said, you can always count on the Americans to do the right thing after they've tried everything else first.
Oh, I tried today, but man, it's now more of a habit to me to not slough off than to slough off. And that's been a big change for me. All right. And it pays off. So if you say you're going to do something, folks, do it. If you make a promise to someone, keep it. You'll feel better about yourself. And every time you feel a little better, better about yourself, you'll be able to move forward into the spirit of the sunlight in a much stronger way. Hey, um, who's on? Who's watching? Paul Whitney's watching. Kevin Brown's watching. Jeremy Schwartz. Virgie was here. A lot of nice people. Uh, hey, a couple things to tell you about uh, this Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Arizona time. I'm going to do a free intro for our stand-up comedy workshops. It's one hour. It's a lecture. It's a seminar. It's a talk. It's a talk. We're going to have a talk that lays out some of the... Uh, uh, some of the broad outlines of what we, uh, what we are able to share with people that makes them better public speakers, better salespeople, more fun at parties, more popular with the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever you want to do, and can lead you into the world of a stand-up comedy. That's uh, this coming Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, later on today, the, um, the uh, a Zoom code will be up on ComedySchools.com on this page, so watch for that. Then um, Thursday night, it's class three of our stand-up comedy workshop. And if you're someone who's thinking about joining and you're going, wow, now I got to wait two or three more weeks. No, you don't. We ain't going to make you do that. Uh, right now in the world of Zoom, we're able to do, we're able to bring people right in to the workshop and then you'll continue on through. You'll still do five weeks, five sessions, get five classes. But on Zoom with the group of people we have, we're able to uh, tailor uh, the workshop to each individual and still make sure that everybody's getting the full benefit. So, Tuesday night, 6 p.m. free intro. Thursday, you can just join the class. If you just go, damn it, that's it. I was going to wait. It's going to wait. going to put it off. Do what it's right. Don't have much money right now. Then again, I've never had much money. Uh, probably never will have much money. Uh, even when I have a lot of money, I don't have money. Uh, I got a weird thing with money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, and you know, I'm going to do it. Go ahead and do it. Go to ComedySchools.com, click the beginning class button, pay and register, and you'll get your Zoom codes, and we'll see you Thursday. All right, I'm looking for albums here, and I'm trying to find stuff I haven't talked about, and I don't think I'm going to come across it. You know what? Let's do something kind of crazy today. Here we go. We're going to go with our first two CDs today. And pardon my, uh, I hope you can't smell my armpit as I'm reaching over there. That's very... We're going to go with our first two CDs. I still have albums to share with you, but we know if we're going to continue doing the show, which we are, and if there's going to be lockdowns and quarantines, which there's going to be, and spikes where things open and close and open and close and open and close because we just can't seem to get it right because we don't have a national strategy. We're going to be here for a while. This is not the one I wanted. I wanted this one. Uh, I know I'm going to start getting into my CD collection which is almost as big as my album collection. So I'm going to show you the first CD today. This is my first recommendation for a piece of music or an artist not based on a vinyl album. Collect, uh, uh, vinyl album. We have vinyl albums. We'll go back to them. We'll work through them. But today, we're going with the CD, and we're going to go with this. What is that? What am I showing you? Okay. And I know on Facebook Live, you got a mirror image, so it's backwards. So this is one of the greatest albums ever recorded, one of the greatest pieces of music ever recorded. I think it goes, uh, it's just as great as anything done by uh, Beethoven or Mozart. Uh, this is Kind of Blue by Miles Davis.
with him on this album were Justin, uh, Julian Cannonball Adderley, uh, Paul Chambers, James Cobb, John Coltrane, Bill Evan, and Winston Kelly. If you say, I'm not into jazz, I don't like jazz, I don't understand jazz, and there's a reason why jazz is not as easily accessible to the ear as pop music, rock music, hip-hop, rap music. Um, this, is a, this is something you need to listen to. If you ever like on a long car drive somewhere, and you just want to kind of like veg and drive, you want to listen to Miles Davis's Kind of Blue. You want to listen to So What, Freddie the Freeloader, Blue and Green, All Blues and Flamenco Sketches. But starting out with So What, those opening, opening riffs. Ba-da, ba-da, da-da-da. Ba-da, ba-da, da-da-da. Ba-da. Okay, and it will grab you right away. If you love music at all, if you love the sound of sound, you will love Miles Davis' Kind of Blue. So mellow, so cool, but at the same time so hot, so perfect, an incredible piece of work. Um, Miles Davis is also one of those incredible artists uh, like Jerry Garcia and like Bob Dylan in that not only he entered the world of a type of music, uh, Jerry Garcia pretty much, we could say he started out playing rock you know, in the early 60s. He was playing folk, but that wasn't going anywhere. But Jerry Garcia invented psychedelic music, invented acid rock, invented the San Francisco sound. Sounder was one of the uh, progenitors of it. He was a Prometheus in that regard. Dylan created folk rock uh, quite controversial, controversial way. Miles Davis created what was known as cool jazz. Cool jazz. You got me? That was it. So before that, Joe, jazz was known as hot jazz. That, the modern jazz that Charlie Parker and all those guys were doing, that was hot jazz. The jazz hot. Okay? Made you want to just get up and dance like crazy. Okay? Miles brought cool jazz, which made you just want to sit in your chair and let the music wash over you, kind of go through you, kind of the way conspiracy freaks say that the <laughs> radio waves go through you and affect you in the most positive, wonderful, beautiful way. He created cool jazz. Matter of fact, he put out an album before this one called Birth of the Cool, where he uh, did it. He perfected cool jazz with, uh, with uh, Kind of Blue. He perfected it. And then later on, went on to create a whole new genre of jazz called fusion. Miles Davis was a stunning Stunning artist. Like many artists, he had a terrible drug problem. Somehow he was able to sustain well late into life with that drug problem. I believe that was based off of Keith Richards' philosophy. Keith Richards' philosophy about heroin was, well, the problem with heroin is, you know, it costs money and if you can't afford it. But it was never a problem for me because, you know, I, I could afford it. <laughs> That's what Keith said. <laughs> I think the same thing for Miles Davis. Is the man who sometimes would turn his back on the crowd while playing his horn and wouldn't even look at them. But what came out, the sounds he created, were sounds that exist that had not yet been captured. You know how when the Spanish and Christopher Columbus came from what is known as the old country from Europe to the new country to uh, South America and North America, they were discovering something that was already there they hadn't seen. Miles Davis 
is just as an important explorer as them, if not more important. And not only that, one who is a lot less toxic to X amount of people. Because jazz never hurt anybody. It only elevates people. Now, those sounds exist, but it took someone like Miles Davis to be able to pull them down to earth and share them with us. So, you want to get into jazz, and you go, oh, I don't know, it's kind of hard. You know, here's the problem with jazz music. I'm going to tell you what it is. It is active listening. Most pop music can be passively listened to because it's all four, four time. One, two, three, four. Staying alive. One, two, three, four. Boogie next. It's four, four, two, four, three, four. Okay, and you can play in the background, and it doesn't, it does not necessarily demand your attention. You can decide to give your attention to that music. Jazz, great jazz, is played by the modern jazz masters. Starting with, I don't know, I don't know if you want to start with Charlie Parker, maybe a little earlier, Lester Young, people like that, you know. These modern jazz masters, these post-World War II jazz masters, that the music demands your attention. And without giving it your attention, it is difficult to have on. It's not background music. Miles Davis never has been and never will be background music. It demands your attention. So you want to start out on jazz. And by the way, you know, you might hear it and... Um, because oddly enough, after I said all that, some of the songs on here are sometimes played in backgrounds, but it's kind of background music. Oh, that, that's kind of cool. All right, one other artist, one other CD we're going to talk about today. All right. Um, this guy kind of came up at the same time. Okay, his career lasted as long, controversial in his own way, much maligned. Little Richard, ladies and gentlemen. Little Richard. Now, if you just want to listen to something fun, if you want to hear... In one sense, after about three or four songs from Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis and Chuck Berry, everybody else could have put their instruments down and never played another rock song, rock and roll song. And we still would be listening to these songs that are so great. Because everything that followed was a version of this. Here's what is on this. This is a Little Richard CD I picked up, a collector series called The King of rock and roll. Long Tall Sally, Lucille, Keep It Knocking, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Jenny Jenny, Tutti Fruity, Rip It Up, The Girl Can't Help It, Good Golly Miss Molly, and those are the big ones. Then we got some fillings here. Baby Face, this is a version of Baby Face, that's kind of fucking weird. Cherry Red, uh, Groovy Little Susie, Money Honey, Semi Sullivan, and his version of Hound Dog. But that first group of songs... Long Tall Sally, Lucille, Keep a Knockin', Jenny Jetty, and Tutti Fruity, and Good Golly Miss Molly, and The Girl Can't Help It, those first eight songs. Man, those are songs that were a shot heard round the world. Little Richard's one of those guys that showed up on jukeboxes and wasn't paid attention to a lot because kids were going down to the drugstore and listening to it on a jukebox, but then showed up on American television screens and made all the grown-ups at the time sit there and sit up and go, what the fuck? From that moment on, we should have known that black lives matter. Because if a black man could bring us that sound, damn, it mattered. Damn, it mattered. He was a flamboyant showmanship. He was able to do more moves and dance moves than having his fingers on a piano than most people can that are in a Broadway stage play. 
or that a guitarist could do sashaying around. Little Richard was stunning. Stunning. Little Richard was, uh, kids loved him. His music was infectious. It was the type of music that when he would play in theaters that were segregated with white kids on one side and black kids on the other, they would knock the rope down and all dance together. And of course, he was maligned. He was attacked. He was castigated. His records weren't played. He didn't go to jail like Chuck Berry did. You don't think music is powerful, ladies and gentlemen? You don't think music has the, has the ability to change the world if you want to use it? I mean, I don't think he wanted to use it, but that just happened. The intelligentsia of the time knew it. You know, there's a line in the book, The Godfather, that wasn't used in the movie, where Don Corleone goes, you give me one lawyer with a briefcase, and he's more dangerous than 100 men with guns. You give me one piano player playing music that makes white kids and black kids want to dance together. And it's more dangerous to a segregationist, white supremacist status quo than anything else in the world. Elvis, inexplicably, was kind of forced into the army. Jerry Lewis was shamed for doing something that was quite normal in his culture. He was 21 or so, and he married his 14 or 15-year-old cousin. Yes, I know. I know. But where he came from was quite normal, and no one was coerced. But his career ended during a plane ride from New York to England as the story went out, and it was destroyed. Yet, how talented was he? He persevered. How talented was Chuck Berry? Thrown in prison, IRS take all of his money, constantly harassed by the police, his music persevered. Little Richard, they tried to out him as a gay man, tried to destroy everything about him, hounded him out of the business for a while. His career persevered. Elvis Presley, okay, used, manipulated, pushed around like a robot, and didn't make it through, did not persevere, but his music lives on. So, man, if you want to hear some kick-ass stuff, some stuff that I don't care if you're 6 or you if you're 60, or let's, let's spread that out a little bit now that I'm 65. I don't care if you're 7 or if you're 70. Put on some Little Richard and listen to it all in a row. Listen to Long Tall Sally, Lucille, Keep a Knockin', Jenny Jenny, Tutti Fruity, Rip It Up, and The Girl Can't Help It, and Good Golly Miss Molly, all in a row. Or listen to two or three of them and tell me that you can sit still in your chair. Tell me you don't feel better than you did when you started listening to it. Little Richard, he's good for what ails you. All right, that's it. That's what I'm talking about today. I'm done talking. I'm done. That's right. Here's where the talking ends. Man, I can't wait to get any CDs because I got a lot of artists that I love that I only have on CD that we're going to talk about in the coming weeks. So I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, I hope you're excited too. I hope you're excited. Uh, thank you to everyone who came out to the roast Friday night. Man, did we have a good time. Kevin Brown, if you're still here, fantastic job, fantastic job as the host and MC. Thank you, Abhinav Goyal. Thank you, DJ Payne. Uh, thank you, Bob Rocky. Thank you, John Gregory. Thank you, April Walterscheid. Thank you, everyone who roasted me. Thank you for putting up with me roasting you back. People asked if we videotaped it. No way in hell. I'm not ruining careers while we're trying to build them by having people years later go, can you believe that they said that? They said, and it's recorded it's right here. Uh, anyway, we got to go. We got to go. Thank you so much. We're going to talk more about the roast tomorrow. 
We'll talk about what a good time we had. All right, that's it. I will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.